Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Let It Be Easy. I'm your host, Lisa Sanchez, certified leadership and life coach, Reiki practitioner, and recovering overachiever. Not everything in life can be easy, but this podcast is about seeing how some things don't have to be as hard as we think. This podcast is brought to you by Cocoon. That's my practice where I offer coaching and other resources to help you trust your intuition, design a meaningful life, and create fulfilling work. You can find out more at the-cocoon.co. So today, I would like to talk about how to find community as an introvert. First, I'll give you some background. I just kind of want to share my personal experience with community. I mean, maybe not the whole thing (laughs) from my whole life, but um, just a little bit of background about how I relate to community, especially as an introvert. And then I'll share with you uh, some of the positive experiences I've had in seeking community throughout the course of this year and then how it's how it's really informing my offerings for my my practice going forward. So when I think about the word community, honestly, it has been a little bit of a triggering word for me or like definitely had some negative connotations for a long time. And I think that that has to do with a couple of things. The first one is just because of childhood experiences with religious community. And I don't, I don't really need to go into detail there. I've also had like really positive experiences with religious community, but I think there will be a lot of people who who can empathize with this. I have experienced very intensively, especially as a child, religious community that constrained me and didn't really accept me for who I was. In that case, community required conforming in order to fit in and be accepted and receive the benefits of community because there are so many benefits of community, a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, support, encouragement, love that goes beyond just, you know, your immediate family, friendship, shared experiences and memories, rituals and practices that can have really special meaning to do together. So anyways, like there was, there was definitely pain around community when I was very young. And then I did find some really wonderful spiritual community when I was in college, in grad school. And then after that, I, early in my career, I started working as a community manager at a startup. Ultimately, my job entailed a lot of stuff as it goes with tiny startups. I was responsible for customer support. I was responsible for all social media management, building community on our platform, PR, marketing, (laughs) and UX writing. Ultimately, I ended up focusing in on UX writing in that job. And that became the path I took 
for several years in my career that got me, you know, into product design and leadership. So that was kind of the craft that I fell in love with. And community management, I found like, holy cow, so hard. I just have all these memories of being in Berlin, which is where where I was working and living at the time, and just being on 24-7, not sleeping much, you know, working weekends, just get, like worrying, worrying about what was happening in the community, in our, in our product, in, on social media, just feeling a sense of pressure and urgency to be available and to respond. And a lot of that pressure was coming from inside myself. And I mean, I think just the nature of online community, there can be a lot of challenges with it. And one is that it's sort of always on potentially. So I found it like overwhelming. And then the other thing was like, you know, this was way back in 2014, 2013. And so Twitter was very popular at the time and it was a part of my work and I had used it before becoming a community manager, but I, I always had this sense of like, from the very beginning, it might, this might have been my first tweet, like, why does this platform feel like everyone is yelling on it about different things? Everyone's talking to themselves, essentially having all these different monologues and yelling it with a tone of sarcasm. And this is not, this is not my style. This is not my vibe. This is not where I want to be. I know there have been many, many benefits of Twitter for a lot of people. A lot of people have gotten a lot of value out of it. So yeah, I don't, I, I just, that was my experience. And so after that, and after that, actually, when I thought about community, I mainly thought about community online and I didn't engage with it much. Because another reason was that as I started to work at bigger companies, I started to feel like I couldn't really be fully myself online in public because I felt like a bit of a representative of the company in some way or like just just feeling a bit constrained, like once again, feeling constrained, like there's some sort of box I need to stay inside of. There are certain lines I can't, I shouldn't cross just to a sense of needing to be careful. So I, I definitely withdrew from online community a lot, even though online community, I think in many ways can be very ideal for introverts, for a lot of introverts. So yeah, I was really just for years, just really focused on one-on-one relationships that were mainly in person or via phone, via audio with my clients. And that was cool. That was good for me. Like I just, I love one-on-one. That's, that's my thing. And that was enough for me. Then the pandemic hit and I didn't get lonely at first. It took a while for me to get lonely because I had the connection that I needed for a while. But then, you know, obviously it wore on and on the the pandemic. It just kept going and going and I decided to have a baby. So then there was 
there was being pregnant at peak COVID time, which meant I was like taking extra precautions. Like, so there were these waves where like it seemed safe to come out of isolation. And so some people would, and I didn't because I just needed to protect my baby and I would like wait and then there would be another lockdown, you know? So, so I didn't really, I, I was pretty much just in isolation during pregnancy. And then I had a newborn and it was still COVID and it just, it felt super scary. So then I was isolated with a newborn and a baby. And then there was like the triple demic of flu, intense RSV, and COVID that was happening for a lot of babies and children, even while there was this point where adults were out and about more, a lot more. But those who were parents of young children were often needing to be a lot more careful. So, so the isolation really continued for me until spring 2023 is when it felt like for us, a switch flipped, like, okay, we're going to get out and about now and like try to start living a little more freely and connecting with people. So anyways, this, it was this 2023, December, January, where I just got so desperate and hungry for community. Like I had stayed deeply in touch with my friends and my sister and yeah, like I still, I had those deep one-on-one -on -one connections, but it was like I was starved for something more, something that, some kind of magic that does actually happen in groups that I did need. As an introvert, I didn't need a ton of it, but it was only after it was completely gone for me for like, for three years that I was like, okay, this is like a vitamin that I was just getting sort of accidentally by living in the world as I was, that all of a sudden it was completely depleted. I really needed a major top up of the vitamin of community. And yet the thought of like, you know, public online community made me nervous. The thought of joining big groups, going to big group events or even like medium or small groups, like I can easily get overwhelmed or just depleted by them. And it's hard to get that balance of like getting what I need from community while also not coming away super depleted. So I ended up kind of going on this mission to fulfill those needs and desires that were inside of me. I don't know that I even could have fully articulated them. My coach definitely helped to offer some guidance and ideas and to just like identify that that was something I was needing. So one thing I did was first I joined Jen Carrington's Your Simple and Spacious Business. This is her membership program. Jen, I'm sure I've mentioned her before. Like she's just a coach that I have admired for such a long time years. I've been following her and have often wanted to take part in her offerings. And then this was the moment for me. I was like, this is it. I'm going to start here with this. And actually what tipped me over the edge to join this membership 
was not community. It was the resources. Every month she creates a, a really rich coaching session that you can then experience on your own. You can watch or listen. There's a workbook and all the topics she was covering every month. I was like, yes, that I need that. I want to get in to this library of resources. That was my only thing. Really? I, I was like, I need that. I just want to sit and listen to all the audio that she has available because it's always so valuable and resonant to me. So I joined, but then the big surprise for me was that how much I loved the community, how much value I got out of that, out of hearing other people share their ideas and discoveries and struggles and asking questions that I had on my mind. Oh, I would get in there thinking like, maybe I should, maybe I should inquire whether anyone has any ideas about this. And then I would find, oh, somebody else just asked about this. Amazing. I don't even have to ask because there's already a conversation going on about this. And the community takes place on Slack. And I didn't really believe that it was possible to create an online community that would feel good to me, that would be not overwhelming and not annoying. And, and like, this is it. It's, it's gentle. It's easy. It's meaningful. It's kind. It's like exactly what I needed. I didn't even know such a thing could exist. So that was a huge surprise for me. Then the next thing I did was I signed up to go to Spirit Weavers, this retreat in Oregon. That took place in June. And that was something that my coach had suggested, just kind of like an offhand idea she had. Because it's a it's a gathering where you can bring your baby or small child if you want to. You can even bring older at a certain point it's like there's like kind of its own program for like adolescent girls that's in parallel but yeah so it's a retreat that's like particularly designed for moms basically even though it's not just moms but like it's a very welcoming to moms and there's a lot of spirituality and creativity woven into it. And so it was like, okay, this might be right up my alley. And I just happened to get a ticket, even though it sold out in a few minutes. And I wrote about that on Substack, about my experience going there. So I'll put that in the, in the show notes in case you want to just read more about that. What I learned from going to this was that Okay, it was like 700 people and I would not normally think that I would enjoy a gathering of 700 people, but it did not ever feel like 700 people. It was all like camping in the woods and we were all sort of tucked away among these trees and rolling hills. So you you were you never saw 700 people at once. And also I feel like there were a lot of introverts there. Like it must have just kind of particularly appealed to people with this bent. It was designed very purposefully to like be respectful of people's energy and availability to connect. 
And so there was even guidance around like, you know, please, please don't just like throw yourself at people. (laughs) Don't just assume that everyone is ready to connect in the way that you are at the exact same time you are. Like, you know, check in with people like, hey, if you're standing in line, whatever, hey, like, do you want to chat? And it's okay to say no if you just need some quiet time while you stand here, you know? And I was like, this is so nice. I love this. Thank you. (laughs) So I really enjoyed that experience. And I thought, wow, I did not know that I could go to a gathering of 700 people and have a good time and like come away full. I felt restored and nourished. And like, I did not at all feel depleted. I didn't need like a rest day or week after that. I felt energized and that really shocked me. That's never been true before. So I thought, okay, this gets me thinking more and more about what magic, (laughs) what is involved in designing an experience that is a group experience that's even restorative and energizing and nurturing and supportive for introverts. And then also for everybody else too, but kind of that's maybe the the more challenging group to design for when you're talking about a group experience. So that just really got the gears turning in my head. And I also thought about, would I want to do this again next year? And or like, what other like retreat experiences would I be interested in? If I could create my ideal retreat, what would it be like? And I thought, well, The best part of this experience for me was the creative workshop. I did a pottery workshop that was like, it was like four, about four hours at a time over a couple days. There was like the molding of the pottery with the hand building. Then there was drying in between. And then there was painting if you wanted to. And then there was a pit firing. Oh my gosh. I just did so much inner work while doing this work with my hands. And I got to connect in a really gentle way with other people. Like there's something really special about, we we were like sitting in a circle outside in nature and working with our hands. And so that means that you're not like staring directly into someone else's face. You're sitting next to them. And you're focused on your project. And so and so you're not expecting someone to like have an intense conversation with you. It's like a gentle one because you're doing something, something that's new to you probably. Yeah. And it's like very natural to have silences because you're making your pot, you know. But also totally, totally fair to just be like, hey, who are you, you know nice to meet you (laughs) and just chat a little. And that was like so ideal for me. I loved it and came away with a sense of connection and connection that I even followed up with after. So I talk about that a little in my episode with Karina, um, which we can put in the show notes too. Yeah. So I had a great experience there and I thought, well, if I were to create my own or go to another retreat, I would choose something that was actually just basically the pottery workshop, like that something that was limited to like 12 people, 
Like that, that was the size of the group that felt right to me. And then like not overwhelming, but still lots of possibility for getting to know different people in different ways. And, and then also the, that aspect of learning side by side. It, I mean, it gives you something to talk about, like the thing you're learning, but also your experience, how it's going for you learning it. It really creates this shared interest, shared theme, shared practices. Yeah. So I thought the next retreat I go on, I want it to be kind of like that around 12 people. And we're doing stuff like this. Even maybe it's like one thing the whole time, or maybe it's a variety of things, but like, I hope there would be creative workshops of some kind. And then some other elements that I enjoyed at at Spirit Weavers. So yeah. Okay. So that was my takeaway there. And then I sort of got on a roll with like being open to exploring and experiencing community and challenging my assumptions around it. From that, I ended up in a joining a monthly group where we actually focus on astrology and depth therapy. This might sound a bit esoteric to some of you. To others of you, maybe it sounds awesome. To me, it sound, sounded awesome. It really combined a couple of my like personal interests. And it's a really small group, just four or five of us. And I have been blown away at the connection that is created. This has just taken place over Zoom. And it's so meaningful, so powerful. I get so much out of it. I feel like it feels like its own space. Like we're not just on Zoom. Like we really go somewhere together. And so much happens in that space only once a month. Like I couldn't believe it that you could have like 90 minutes or a couple of hours once a month. And just doing that once twice, even three times, the depth of connection you can create when that space is held in a purposeful way, it's so powerful. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. This is blowing my mind too. So basically there have been some other experiences too. Like when I first came to Santa Fe, I mean, that was five or six years ago now, I went on Bumble BFF and I met, I made a friend that I didn't know if that was going to be possible especially in a small a small city like Santa Fe would there even be enough people on there did anybody even know about Bumble BFF but I yes the answer was yes I I met a friend who is still a dear friend and also through her like I'm now part of a writing group a small writing group and that too I never knew like do I really need a writing group do I need like sort of accountability or like that thing where, I mean, we just like connect on Zoom very briefly and then like turn off our cameras and mics for an hour or two and, and write or work. And it's so, it's so powerful. I get so much more done than I do in all the rest of the hours of the week when I'm working, but not on calls. So that has been another big surprise for me. Another form of community that I needed and like didn't even know I could have and didn't know that it would work for me. So 
Anyways, as I've had all of these experiences throughout this year, throughout 2023 so far, it has just inspired and motivated me even more to create, design, facilitate something, a type of community that I would love (laughs) and that others with some of my characteristics might also really love and get so much out of. So that's kind of, that's how I put together Source. Those are some of the things that inspired Source. Another thing is just having, having all of my one-on-one clients for the past six years and hearing the overlapping themes I mean, every, it's like each person generally seems to experience their struggles and their circumstances as unique, and they they are. And yet, I just want to go around to each one of them and be like, oh my gosh, you should meet my other clients because they're going through so many similar things. Or, you know, hey, you should talk to this person because they've just gone through a similar thing and come up with tons of ideas and learnings out of it that could give you a shortcut through some struggles and like vice versa. I just couldn't stop thinking about the power that could come from bringing these people together in a way that works for all of you. Because I mean, Not everyone who works with me as a client is an introvert, but it does happen that there's like probably, you know, the majority are certainly a lot of the people who work with me would consider themselves highly sensitive, creative, intuitive in some way, and perhaps not always getting a lot of value from the more typical communities that they're a part of or that they're that are available to them and might not even be thinking that community is a thing that they want to try or invest in because like community can feel hard and yet uh, now having experienced the the transformation the sense of belonging that's possible that feeling of feeling like really understood and seen. Like maybe in one area of my life, it's like, ah, nobody understands me. Nobody under, nobody really gets this, you know? But then you connect with a community that's sort of self-selected with this shared interest or shared experience or whatever. And you're like, oh, wait, there are all these other people who get this. It's such a relief. It's so validating and encouraging. And then you also can end up with a lot of really cool ideas that you couldn't come up with on your own or even on your own with a coach or, you know, single person supporting you. So yeah, I just have felt really inspired to facilitate community for others in a way that is gentle, encouraging, that fits easily into a busy life and works with like an introverted or sensitive constitution. So yeah, the components of Source include a retreat in northern New Mexico in May 
and it is limited to 12 people. And it's at a venue that is, it's a glamping venue. And I just so appreciate how peaceful it is. It's like, it's incredibly grounding, I find, to be in the desert and this particular high altitude desert and to be like close to the ground, you know, in this way where you're not at like a bustling hotel or even in an Airbnb, like you are connecting with the quiet of the earth. And it's like, actually, when you get really quiet and you get away from civilization and from larger groups of people, you can find that the earth is is not silent. You know, there's the sound of the breeze or the crickets or some animals or plants or just weather. Like there are sounds and I'm like particularly sensitive to sound. But those sounds are quite soothing. It's like, oh, you know, sometimes when I am able to get in that place where I get to hear just nature, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is way better when I have my Google Home play nature sounds. <laughs> this, is, this is super nice. Yeah, so I, I wanted to have, like, when I went to Spirit Weavers, it was camping. And, like, most people, like, bring their own whole setup and... And like you're, you're camping, you're tent camping generally. And I really enjoyed that. It was my first time tent camping on my own and doing my own whole setup. I enjoyed that. It felt empowering, but like, but I thought, okay, in my ideal world, I would have this experience without having to wrestle with a tent, you know, and like would have an actual bed instead of just a mat in a sleeping bag. Like that would, if I'm being honest, that would be my ideal. And it just so turns out that there is that in this beautiful place, not so far, really close to where I live. There's this just gorgeously designed clamping venue and is perfectly set up for a capacity of 12 people. It's like, oh my goodness, how did this happen? And it's a place where just every single detail is attended to so beautifully so that you feel cared for, you feel comfortable, and yet you also feel free of a lot of the, uh, just a lot of the other things, other distractions that sort of, and conveniences that can sort of prop us up in our everyday lives, but also can be a burden sometimes too. So that's that's a big part of Source and what one the offering that I have designed for next year. Another part is a monthly small group coaching call where we are going to learn together, practice together, do some inner work together, learn and practice coaching skills for sure, and do exercises that strengthen your confidence and your intuition, and your creativity, and your leadership. And I define leadership very, very broadly. I do work with a lot of managers and executives, but I also think of, of leadership as inner your inner leader. And we can practice leadership in all different kinds of ways, even if you're not necessarily like a manager at work. 
Yeah, so that's another component. Another component of Source is a gentle Slack community. Because I've gotten so much out of that myself, being in a community with other creative business owners and coaches and solopreneurs, I thought, okay, let me let me facilitate this for the people in my world, my clients, who are mainly women and underrepresented people working at startups and tech companies, often managers or executives, but also senior ICs and also independent entrepreneurs and artists as well. There's so much that I would love for us to be able to share with each other and to connect in a deep and meaningful way. So those are some of the components of Source and a little bit of the background of how I was inspired to bring it all together. I hope that this hasn't been so much of like a practical tips episode, but I'm hoping that by sharing my experience, it gets some ideas turning for you about how you might wish to seek community in your life, what you could think about what your intentions might be for that, what goals you might have if you were to seek out community. Hopefully it gives you some ideas too, because there are so many different forms of community. A little bit of inspiration for you too, if you are someone who facilitates community, how to make it work better for introverts and people who are more sensitive. And then, yeah, if if Source speaks to you, I hope you will check it out at the-cocoon.co slash source. I'd love to hear from you. Before you go, a few final notes. First, if you have a topic or question you'd like me to cover, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a note at podcast at the-cocoon.co. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use to listen. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. That's one of the best things you can do to show your support and encourage me to keep going. Until next time, let it be easy. Thank you.